Hi, I'm David. And I'm Erin. And this is The Travel. So today, Erin and I have another podcast episode for you guys. Let me tell you, there are a lot of things that happened behind the scenes trying to film this podcast episode. We tried to film it yesterday, but my Zoom wasn't working. There were problems on Aaron's end too. We tried to film it earlier today, which didn't work out. We're trying to film it now. Hopefully this works. It's like our fifth attempt. Aaron, how do you feel that we are finally able, hopefully, to film our podcast? I'm super happy that we're finally able to do it because as David said, we've had so, we've spent so long just trying to get our episode started and then we've had so many takes that we've had to redo because we are trying to post the best content for y'all and we are trying to publish our episodes on time. So this is all for y'all. It's all because we know y'all are loyal and we really want to continue giving y'all the best type of entertainment and we want to be in, as insightful as we can possibly be. And if y'all want to, y'all can email us um, for any constructive criticism or even criticism, just normal criticism, and it would help us out so much. Um, and so I think we should just get started right into the episode with our fun fact. Now this is, I don't know about David, but this is my favorite fun fact that we've ever had. Oh, for sure. It's by far my favorite. So the Houston Metro Rail alone has a weekly ridership of 56,600 people and a yearly ridership of over 18 million people. Wow. David, do you think that's a lot or do you think it's not a lot compared to other metropolitan cities? Well, compared to other, a lot of other metropolitan cities, not a lot, but compared to like New York, it's not a lot. But that is an insane amount of people because that is just the Metro Rail. Houston's Metro has the bus. Um, it has the Metro Rail, which is what mm-hmm. we just said. And it has something that we'll go into a little more detail later in the podcast episode called Bus Rapid Transit that they're making. But this is just the Metro Rail alone. And for that reason, I think it's extremely impressive. If you were to add the bus and Bus Rapid Transit, I would say if I were to totally estimate, I would say per year they have over 30 million well over 30 million sorry Mm -hmm. over like 40 million but yeah i do think it's a lot yeah so so relating to the houston metro um metro in houston is currently up and running during coronavirus with many safety features in use um so for example at the very beginning of coronavirus before any other i would say major city did this metro actually put in social distancing so currently metro is not only using social distancing but the driver probably has over 25 feet of room. Um, Passengers are not being charged and they walk in and out through the back of the bus. That's awesome. I think that is really helping slow the spread of coronavirus. What do you think? I mean, I agree. I think it's very helpful for them to have social distancing, especially, especially for the driver, because the driver is the most important person on the bus. That is a fact. The driver is responsible for keeping everybody on the bus safe. They're responsible for uh, for taking them to where they need to go. Not only that, they're also responsible for making sure the bus is in a clean condition. Now, they're not completely responsible for the bus's condition because the cleaning crew is also uh, ha- takes a large responsibility in that area. But it's up to the drivers. The cleaning crew can't tell people what to do uh, on the bus because the cleaning crew only comes at the end of the day. And so it's up to the driver to tell the people 
you shouldn't you should be coughing into your arm right now you shouldn't be sneezing on other people you should have to wear a mask um something like that because the driver has to is the most important person they have to keep everybody safe and i think it's great how metro houston is how metro houston figured that out and they're making sure that everybody remains safe on the bus not only the driver yeah i agree also, Aaron, I have a question. How are cities such as New York City, because I know the New York subway is huge, how is like New York City handling this whole coronavirus situation with sanitizing? How, how are sanitizing precautions being made right now? Well, in cities such as New York City, uh, many extra sanitizing precautions are being made in order to protect citizens from getting the virus. New York has had several deep cleanings on their subways every single day. New York has remained the epicenter for the pandemic because of how close people live together in apartments or their public transportation because there's so many people that go on their public transportation. As you all know, if you've ever visited New York or seen any movies about New York, but in New York City on the weekdays, they have a daily average, daily average of 5.5 million people, million with an M. Wow. That's insane. That's way more than Houston. That really is insane. And, you know, like one of the main differences between Metro Houston and um, New York subway is, I would say, I don't know the statistics, so don't quote me on this. I would say over 95% of people in New York take the New York subway to work and back home every day. Now in, um, sorry, in Houston, with the exception of the metro rail, especially in the medical center, because there are a lot of doctors and nurses who take that every day, but with the exception of the metro rail, most people do not rely on metro's buses to take them to and from work every day. A lot of people do, but not most mm-hmm. of the city. And I think that's the main reason why New York has over about 5.5 million per day. I think that's insane. Um, moving on to Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor's public transportation, which Aaron and I talked about on our very first episode. It's actually crazy that our podcast has been going on this long, but it's called The Ride. Um, the Ride has a daily average, a daily ridership of 24,900 people as of 2014. Even though that is significantly more than one-seventh of the metro statistic Aaron said earlier, the reason why you might be thinking, are you kidding me? The Ride has just under 25,000 people per day and the metro has under uh, about 60, uh, 56,000 people yearly, um, sorry, 56,000 people weekly. That is because the statistic Aaron said earlier is just for the Metro Rail alone. And the statistic I just said about the ride in Ann Arbor is is for the entire ride, the company. And that's why it seems like Ann Arbor's public transportation system is so much bigger than the Metro when that's just not true. Metro is still bigger than the ride. Aaron, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, I think I completely agree. I don't think the ride has more people daily or even close to as many people daily as Houston does because Houston is such a big city and so many people rely on the Houston Metro every single day. Now, the, th- the thing that people haven't really thought about, uh, but it's actually really important when you're trying to compare different cities or different towns when it comes to public transportation, is the tight is how much um, is how much how many buses they're going to need and how high of a demand the public transportation is. So in Houston, we have such a large city with so many people who need public transportation to go to work every single day. In fact, 
one third of all medical center employees rely on the Houston Metro every single day to get to work and around the medical center, which is actually a very, very large percentage. And the Houston Medical Center is huge. But the thing is, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, they don't have uh, as many people that have to rely on the transportation than in Houston, so, because they have the University of Michigan campus. I'm sure you've all heard of that. It has a lot. I, I think that's where most of the people who ride their public transportation ride it in the campus because they have to go from one side of the campus to the other side to each of their classes. And I think a lot of people have to rely on it within the campus. But unlike Houston, I don't think people who just live in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, I don't think they have to rely on the buses and I don't know if they have any trains. I doubt they do, but uh, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. They don't have to rely on any of, of that. The actual citizens of Ann Arbor don't have to rely on that. Most of them, if not 95% of them have cars, which That's is true. something that even though Houston, most of our population has cars, again, a lot of people don't have cars and need to rely on public transport. Transport. David, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. But David, do what do you think in terms of like transportation at U of M? Uh, well, I mean, Aaron, what you said is correct. I I think that the majority of people, and again, there's no way of really knowing this. There's not necessarily a statistic that says this. But I mean, I think it's common knowledge that most people who ride the ride in uh, Ann Arbor are from are from the University of Michigan, and I think the reason why um, so many more people rely on Houston. Uh, as metro than the ride in Ann Arbor is because in Houston there are it's a huge city it's about to pass Chicago to be the third largest city in the United States and so there's bad there's not I don't want to say bad neighborhoods there's neighborhoods where people don't make as much money and so maybe they don't have cars and they need to rely on the metro to take them to work versus in Ann Arbor it's a very small town and therefore most people have cars and most people uh, have mm -hmm. Uh, enough money thankfully to afford cars and they don't need to be riding uh, public transportation every day to work um mm -hmm. and something else that i thought was very interesting is that a few months back i was watching a video on youtube about the houston metro rail um and it was really nice you know it's just a normal video showing the metro rail doing its thing you know going through the towns going through everything and one of the comments on the video was from seoul they said they were from seoul south korea and according um and this person said Wow, the Houston Metro Rail is so cool. Now, according to Trexplorer, which is a very reputable news source, Seoul has one of the best public transportation systems in the world. So I thought it was really cool that someone from Seoul thought the Houston Metro Rail was cool. Now, I don't know exactly what made that person really like the Houston Metro Rail, but I think that it was a factor of uh, one of the following things. One, Metro Rail has very appealing colors on the side. So instead of most like subways, like underground subways or overground, where it's just like gray, like Metro Rail actually used to be, Metro Rail is almost like rainbow. It's like red, white, and blue. It's like almost the colors of the United, it is the colors of the United States. Two, the Metro Rail passes many different neighborhoods, including the medical center, the museum district, Midtown, Northside Village, Fannin South, and downtown, which is one of the best in the country. Um, I think it's really cool that the Metro Rail passes through so many different neighborhoods because it takes you from super South Houston to super North Houston. Aaron, is that just me or do you think that's really cool as well? 
I mean, I completely agree. I think it's awesome how the Houston Metro Rail can take you all the way, just one line can take you all the way from the bottom of the city all the way to the top of the city. And technically, I'm pretty sure it's not even considered the city of Houston by the time the rail ends. It's technically considered a suburb, I think. But it it's actually really cool to me how, like you said, somebody from Seoul, South Korea could think, even though their public transportation is fantastic, it's very similar to how Japan's public transportation is, they actually, the person actually thought Houston's public transportation is cool, their our rail is cool, which is a humongous compliment that I think, well, me and David take that as a huge compliment because we love the public transportation in Houston, but I think mostly the mayor, Sylvester Turner, the mayor of Houston, Sylvester Turner, thinks that would take that as a compliment. I think the metro executives would take that as a compliment, and I think any of the metro drivers or employees would take that as a compliment as well because of how uh, how good of a reputation Seoul, South Korea's public transportation is. And I think it's really interesting how people can, even from all the other, all the way on the other side of the world, can think such, um, such a similar thing is so unique, which is really interesting to me. Yeah. But, and Aaron, I actually forgot to mention, I think you mentioned this, I, I, I said the Metro Rail, but that's called the Red Line. There's actually multiple lines of the Metro Rail. In fact, there's one, I think, under construction now, another one. So yeah, that's just one uh, Metro Rail line. That's the main one called the Red Line, but there are other ones. Um, so Amtrak, Aaron, can you talk to us a little bit more about Amtrak? Because I know Amtrak is unfortunately, it's kind of losing a lot of money right now, especially right now because of coronavirus. But tell me why it's so great. Well, Local transportation is only a fraction of all the types of transportation that can take you around the world or around cities. But Amtrak is a company that transports Americans all around the states for an affordable price. Amtrak has amazing views uh, because of their unique design on each of their trains. They are far less stressful to board than airplanes because you don't have to go through an extensive security process but me, by me saying that, I'm not saying there's no security. I'm just saying it's a lot less stressful than having to go through airport security. Because if any of you have ever gone on a flight or gone to an airport, you, you would know how airport security, how tight it feels, and how complicated it really is unless you take a private jet. Um, which I've never taken a private jet. Yeah. So, um, but once you are on an Amtrak, the employees will make and serve you fresh or packaged meals off of their menu and for people who pay extra, there is a special restaurant uh, aboard just for first class riders. Or I don't know if it's the other or other way yeah, around. It's actually, trip. it's actually. I'm so sorry, Aaron. It's actually the other way around. Anyone mm-hmm. can go to the cafe, but only if you're in first class, you get a uh, service at your seat. Right, 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 right. That's what I, I'm. Yeah, I got a little mixed up there, but yes, I actually think. Amtrak does things a little weird with their namings because I'm pretty sure business class on an airplane is actually below first class, but I think on Amtrak, it's actually the other way around. I think business class is the nicer one on Amtrak and no. first class is the less nice one. Am I right, David? Or No, that's not true, actually. Business class is nicer than economy class um, and first class is only on a cella. So first class is actually a lot nicer than business class, Aaron. Oh, right. Because we took the, so I don't, uh, we haven't said this yet, but David and I took the 
best Amtrak in the entire United States when we were going from Penn Station, New York to Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. We took the Acela Amtrak, which goes upwards of about 160 to 170 miles per hour. And it has amazing, fantastic views. It's super relaxing and the service is spot on. They can do anything you want and their food is fantastic as well. So if you ever wanna take a short, um, short-term type of travel experience, I way for more recommend taking an Amtrak than a plane, because if you're gonna go that short of a distance from, uh, from New York to Boston, I def it would be the same amount of time just taking an Amtrak than a plane, to be completely honest. Plus, if you get the nicer uh, class on a Amtrak, they have a super nice lounge that you can stay in that David and I stayed in. And it's fantastic. They serve you hot coffee, hot teas, cold coffee, iced coffee, everything that you can think of, cupcakes, muffins. Yeah, David, what did you think about the lounge that we stayed in? I thought the lounge was awesome. Also, the Cell Express which was the train that we took, is actually the, uh, the fastest train in the entire United States, which mm -hmm. I think is crazy. Now, with all the upsides of Amtrak's, of course, there are always going to be downsides. So, for example, if you wanted to take an Amtrak from Houston to Chicago, on an Amtrak, you would stop frequently, and it would probably take around two and a half days. However, on a plane, it would only take around two hours. So going short distances, taking a train, like Aaron said, is probably actually around the same as taking an airplane. That's why we did it. However, going long distances, it's a lot better to take a plane. And that's one of the main reasons why I hate saying this, because I love Amtraks. But as much as I hate saying this, that's one of the reasons why Amtraks, Amtraks are losing money. Even before coronavirus, mm -hmm. Amtraks weren't doing so well. Um, now, Aaron, moving gears again to Houston, can you tell us, uh, the listeners, what Houston has been working on? Because it's something that no other metropolitan city has thought of. So, yes, Metro Houston is working on the very first, drumroll please, self-driving public transportation. And the research and engineering is taking place at Rice University, which is one of the world's top colleges. Rice University actually specializes in tech and engineering, so they have a large chance of finishing this project before any other college or any other independent research or government research uh, company. So, David, what do you think about it? I, in my opinion, I think it's awesome how we're going to be the very first uh, with fully uh, autopilot type of public transportation. What do you think about it? I think it's awesome. You know, I think there's no way of knowing if we're going to be the first ones to finish it. But as you said, Aaron, Rice does, Rice University does um, specialize in tech and engineering. So you're right. I think we do have a large chance of finishing this project before something else. So something else, there's so many things I can't even keep track, but something else that's incredible that's happening in Houston is actually they're going to make a bullet train from Houston to Dallas. So this will be an actual bullet train. So it will not be anyone, any slower than the ones in Japan. It'll be just like the ones in Japan. I think it's incredible that they're building this crazy awesome train because it will provide an amazing and great way for everyone and anyone to get from South to North Texas, that being from Houston to Austin. Um, I think Dallas. it's awesome. This is, oh yeah, sorry, I mean Dallas. So this is actually going to be the fastest train in the entire United States. I know this because it's a bullet train. The United States does not have any bullet trains. And Aaron and I, last summer when we took the Acela, 
that's also right now, that's the fastest train in the United States. So that would be the second fastest, and this would be the fastest train in the entire United States, which I think is incredible. Yeah, I think it's awesome how it's actually coming to Houston. We don't even have to go across the United States to get there, which is going to be awesome. I know for a fact if it comes after this entire pandemic is over, I want to go on it. Uh, I, I'm sure you would want to go on it, David, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we don't get to go to Dallas a lot because if y'all are probably not familiar with this, but a lot of people from Houston dislike Dallas. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, especially people from Austin don't like Dallas. Um, but anyways, we don't get an opportunity to go to Dallas very often. I've only gone once. And that's saying a lot because I live in Texas and Dallas is one of the biggest cities in Texas. And so I'm really looking forward to this because it'll give us a excuse, an excuse to go to Dallas just to see how the city will be. David, I mean, would you even want to go if when it came when it comes out if it's after the pandemic? Are or you what are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Why are you even asking that? Of course, I'd want to go. It's a bullet train. It's revolutionary. There's pretty much the only place that has this besides here, right in Houston, would is Japan. This is mm -hmm. something revolutionary that you would never think would happen right here. I mean, wow. I mean, I don't even know what to say. But Galveston, Galveston is something else that we had on our, our agenda to talk about today. Galveston is a coastal city right near us, um, right south of Houston. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Galveston's public transportation, because I know a lot of people don't know about it. Is that right? Yeah, not, uh, not, in fact, most of the Galveston population does not know about their train. So Houston, as we were talking, as we were speaking of before, is only one of the many cities in Texas that has advanced public transportation. But a city in Texas that is not recognized nearly as much for their transportation is Galveston. So it, Galveston is a coastal city located on the southeast side of Texas. But in Galveston, there is a train that can take you all around the city, but not as many people know about the train because it's not because it is not used nearly as much as the buses in Galveston. The buses in Galveston, if you've ever been to Galveston, you know you can see their buses all the time if you drive through Galveston. They have a lot of routes that can take people from place to place through the island. It's not a big island, it's not a big city. But in reality, their buses are their main source of public transportation. But they actually have a train that can take you, as I said before, they have a train that can take you all around the city. But not as, but I'd say 30% of their citizens don't know about it, which is a lot. And I honestly think it's fantastic. Their train is really unique because it has an old-timey theme where it seems like it was built in the early 1900s. And so it was, I think it was designed in maybe 1920s, something like that, for the very first Galvestonian, or like Galvestonians to go around and it was going to be their main public transportation. So that is super cool, but not many people know about it. And it's less now, it's less used now for actual public transportation more used for the experience of being on an old type of antique uh, train, train, which is really uh, interesting. David, would you ever go on that train? 
Yeah, but I think it's terrible, Aaron. I think it's really sad that most people who live in Galveston don't know about the public transportation. I think that's that's terrible. I think everyone who lives in a city should be familiar with their public transportation, as Aaron and mm-hmm. I are, about our cities. Um, so Metro has been working on so many awesome projects. One of the main projects that they've been working on is called BRT for short, but it's called Bus Rapid Transit. Now, Metro has been working on this for years now. What it is, is it's essentially a bus that, quote, thinks like a train. So it's a bus, but it looks like a train. It has its own designated lane like a train and doesn't stop in traffic like a train. So Metro has been working on this for years now. And Aaron and I have been so excited to go on it. However, Mm -hmm. it's really sad that it's about to open up next month during coronavirus. And Aaron and I won't be able to go on it when it opens up. It might be a few more months, which sucks. But Aaron... It, it sucks. I mean, what do you, what do I say about it? It's terrible. We've been looking forward to going on this for years, probably over yeah. three and a half years. They've been building this and now we can't go on it. How do you feel? I mean, I completely agree. It's honestly super sad that it's not going to have the best startup because of the pandemic that's happening right now. I wish that we could go on it as soon as it came out, which is in a month. But unfortunately, as we just said, we're not going to get that opportunity. So we're just going to have to wait and be patient for the vaccine to come out. And by that time, we'll maybe start to go on the bus rapid transit and see how it really is. So I'm really excited to to go on it when the vaccine comes out. But that's not going to be for probably a year Uh, before the vaccine is completely distributed to all age groups and all people with uh, any type of medical conditions. So Houston is actually not the only city in Texas, though, that has bus rapid transit. So in Austin, Texas, they actually were the first city in in Texas to create bus rapid transit. And their main stops are set throughout the University of Texas campus, uh, UT for short, even, um, but even though the majority of their routes go through the campus of UT, they have stops throughout the entire city. Uh, it's very important for them to have, in my opinion, it's very important for them to have their main stops through the UT campus. Because as we were talking about before with U of M, a lot of college students rely on public transportation to take them from one side to the other. Because UT also has a very, very large campus. And so UT. it's, mm-hmm. UT it's huge. A- yeah, UT is huge. I mean, UT is a huge campus. It's one of the biggest uh, in Texas and in the United States. My mom went to UT. My uncle went to UT. So a lot of people in my family, Aaron, did your dad go to UT? Or did my my dad went to UT. Up? Yes, okay. my dad so, yeah, went to Aaron, UT. Aaron and I have a lot of people in Houston that went to, a lot of family members who went to UT. Um, that's kind of cool, though. So as you guys can now tell, there are so many things, especially near our houses right now, that are happening with public transportation. Um, so throughout the world, so many crazy things are happening, including a mm-hmm. bullet train, bus rapid transit, self-driving buses. Wow, I can't even say that without like stumbling. But I just think that it's awesome and crazy how far we've come as a country. Um, so until next time, thank you for listening. And this was the Travel Bros.